Welcome to Wonder Tour with Derek Cobb and Drew Perot, where we are learning leadership lessons from your favorite stories. Hi, I'm Derek. And I'm Drew. We are on a journey to become better leaders by touring fantastic worlds and inspiring lore by going on a Wonder Tour. We connect leadership concepts to story context because it sticks to our brains better. You can find out more at wondertourpodcast.com. This time on Wonder Tour, we talk about Boba Fett Episode 5. This is really a Mandalorian episode called a Boba Fett episode, but we couldn't resist coming back to Mando in an integrity series. So in this episode, we're going to talk about this is the way. What does that mean? And how is Mandalorian culture really built on this idea of integrity? And how does it allow Mandalorian culture to continue to progress forward even after the downfall of Mandalore and all these other kind of unfortunate things that happened to the Mandalorians? We're also going to talk about these different ideas of integrity that happen across the different clans of the Mandalorians and how their views of integrity differ and how it changes the decisions that they make and how they interact with the world. All right, we are back. Episode 46, talking Boba Fett today, the book, the book of Boba Fett, and how he's some kind of a completely different alternate universe type stand-in job of the hut, which I... I did like the frame up for this. I really liked it at the end of Mandalorian. And I'm obviously here with Drew today talking Mando's integrity. So I'm pretty excited to come back to Star Wars finally. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. And finally, we got some good new content that we can talk through here. I will say the first four episodes of Boba Fett were more like filler, it feels like to me. It was like, okay, this is kind of interesting, but like, I get that we needed this information, but did the episodes have to have so much time? Like, did they have to spend so much time giving us this information? Uh, I'm just being honest there. Like, I- I'll watch anything that. <laughs> is Star Wars related on Disney Plus. It's not like Marvel for me, where Marvel like, eh, I might watch it, I might not. Where Star Wars, I'll watch anything and I'll be entertained by the world and just, you know, by how it's all designed and the characters and stuff. But I will say the first four episodes of Boba Fett are like, eh, okay, I'm here for the world. I'm, the, the character development is questionable. The, the acting is questionable. The, even some of like the combat is very not as good as The Mandalorian. Can I can I just say like it it is kind of like reading the dictionary. <laughs> yeah it is and i i mean i i think i think one thing that really you know i was just laughing as you were saying it because i was like he's so right how many times do we go in the back to tank how many times is it necessary to go into a back to tank yeah i know it's like <laughs> it's the, the first four episodes i couldn't tell you i couldn't tell you where one episode starts and the next episode stops basically like that, yeah. there was a couple really interesting parts where it's like Okay, like he gets out of the Sarlacc. That was interesting. We needed to know that. Okay, he meets the Tuscans, but like, did we need three episodes of the Tuscans, or like, can we empathize with the Tuscans after one episode? <laughs> I was surprised he went back in. I did not catch that, like, why he went back in. To be honest, because I thought he realized that he lost his armor, but I guess not. I guess he was so out of it when he got out of there the first time that he didn't realize who actually took his armor in the first place, right? Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's one of these Star Wars problems. I left my armor in the Sarlacc pit again. It's like, anyway, I, there, you're right. There were just a few things. I do appreciate his steadfastness of, I would say, character. I mean, at least he's he is the the epitome of a steady character. And his, as you say, his development has been slow, like the pages of a really long book of Boba Fett. <laughs> as the pages turn, he he does develop finally, slowly. And I do like his character in the end as far as where they got to 
but it did take some adversity finally, which I had some family members tell me like, wow, that was really violent. I was like, yeah, it wasn't violent enough for this me. I was just Wars, joking. Yeah. <laughs> but then was just, Boba, this was, was a story about Boba Fett, though. I think that's where yeah. I, I will say John Favreau did a really good job with that. I mean, we love John Favreau here. It's not no, no sweat off John Favreau for yeah. having to go through these four episodes to get to this point. But he definitely did by episode seven, by the yeah. finale episode. He got us to the point where we're like, OK, at least for me, yeah. with a little bit of suspension of disbelief, I am able to believe that Boba Fett is now this good guy character because it, like that's literally was the purpose of those first four episodes was to lay the groundwork. And then until you saw Boba Fett actually do something in the present day, it was like, OK, I get that he's doing this. But then once you saw him do something, you're like, OK, we needed that because now he's going to side with the people of the town and he's going to be empathetic towards them and stuff. And that would not be something that the old Boba Fett would do. So you have to see this whole narrative play out to understand yeah why he changes but this is wonder tour so now we gotta pull back our star wars hats a little bit i know we love star wars and we could sit there and, and really star wars is unique in the fact that it kind of comes in and takes over wonder tour sometimes and we love that like that's like a special thing that we do but now we're going to be talking about it from an integrity angle seeing how we're in this integrity series and so we're going to start heading up the mountain today we're going to start that with a little bit about the Mandalorian Order. I would say this before we get started. As you and I have talked, the Mandalorian Order is built off consistency. I would just almost strip the Mandalorian out in this case and say, Order is built off consistency. <laughs> is that the wisdom piece? Oh, uh, that's good. Well, so is the Jedi. Like well, yeah, yeah, look at it. Because yeah. we, we want to talk mostly about the Mandalorian Order or Orders because there's kind of like split sects of Mandalore. But yeah, I mean, the Jedi Order is also built off consistency, and we also get to see that in this series where Luke and Grogu are having this experience. And actually, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but, but Ahsoka kind of breaks with the Jedi Order because she doesn't agree with some of the, with the Jedi Order's model of integrity. And yeah. then Grogu is given a choice. And, you know, it's a choice that's kind of not necessarily fully. It's a simplified choice, right? Choose the armor or choose the lightsaber. But Again, he's he has to choose like it does integrity to him mean the protection of all beings with whatever the will of the force is at the per, at a holistic personal cost where like I have to give my whole self or does it mean I fight for the people that I care about and I, you know, sign off on loyalty to those people, which is what he as a foundling, as a Mandalorian foundling, that's an alternate view of integrity is basically I will be loyal to my family at all costs and well, I, I will push forward the narrative that way instead of just like through the force. I would say one thing that I keep seeing jump out, we kind of talked about in a muted way and don't look up which is time is extremely important in how we apply integrity. And that's just more of a reflective thing as we get into the what if here. But I do want to say that let's kind of keep track of there is a time reward. Like, for instance, Grogu can have what he wants now, being with Mando, because he, he chose that path, right? And he chose to be consistent in that way. But a lot of times time factors into it. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait to transform into a Jedi. I want this now. So but I got to ask you something while we're on yeah. that really quickly, Derek. Yeah. What yeah. when you when that that was a that was probably one of the greater moments of the season was when Grogu is faced with the choice. And you're like, man, at least if you're me, I was like, I'm torn both ways. Like, you know, obviously, personally, I'm invested in the story with 
with Din and I wanted to see him go that way. But I ended up because it's the cliffhanger at the end of the episode. And then the next episode, you find out what he chooses. I ended up being like, yeah, I think he needs to stay with Luke, like because specifically because this dude is going to be like if he lives a long life, he's going to live to be a thousand plus years old. Bando might live another 50 at best. Like he needs to choose the long term over the short term. Isn't that exactly how it's chosen every time? If we were immortal, if we didn't die, I think it would be obvious to choose the correct choice because it's say, well, let's say some portion of the population, I'm almost willing to do this with the what if, what if some portion of the population was immortal? Some portion of the population was mortal, right? And so some people would die and some people wouldn't. This would be the, the toss up, the the gut-wrenching choice you'd have to make all the time. If you were immortal, you'd say, well, well, somebody else will come along just like them <laughs> because I know that archetype of person or whatever. It just breaks everything, right? And I think that's what's interesting about what you just said with Grogu, Yoda, that race, etc., which is you could play the long game if you were at the right Zoom level. In this case, Grogu maybe isn't as high of integrity as he could have been right we because he's choosing this short game here well he's a kid remember he's still a kid right so that's that's the problem is he doesn't have the ability to see the bigger picture yeah he's he's just learning to even interact with the force and so he he's forced i'm interested how they're going to see this play out because this was i mean i was it was unexpected for me that this is the the path that we took here and i do feel like he's made a choice to go down a path that he cannot go back on now Or if they do, it's going to feel like cheap if he goes back on it. So, I mean, it's almost like he's faced with this choice as a kid and this choice is going to impact him forever. And he doesn't have enough information to really make the choice. But Luke puts it in front of him anyway, you know, at whatever the behest of the force. So now we understand why in the rest of the media so far, we have not seen Grogu as a Jedi because Grogu either, you know, either he dies or he chooses to go a completely different path and is not aligned with the Jedi. And who knows who he becomes if he's not aligned with the Jedi. So let's let's get back to alignment as we're going up the mountain here. But we we obviously hit our what if on the way up the mountain. What if so we have this scenario where Din is asked by the armorer once he finds them. And apparently they're hanging out in this this alleyway slash. I don't know, like this platform above space. It was such a weird place to like be hanging out. But you got to have your your club somewhere. So she's like, hey. Did you ever take off your mask? And he says, well, yeah, but what if he didn't? What if he didn't? So what are, we, what are you thinking there? What if he lies there? That's the, oh, that's, that's a tough one. And I like how challenging it is to unwind. It's like in the last episode of Don't Look Up, how we were talking about how integrity is a little bit complicated. Here, you know, he, he falters there for a minute and he's just silent. He doesn't, it's, I don't think it's because he's not going to follow through or he's going to lie or whatever. And he's thinking about it. I think it's because he doesn't want to say it. But it gives you the opportunity to inject the question, you know, what if he lies? Basically, what if he says that he hasn't? Because she has no way to validate that. But now it breaks his integrity. If he says that he actually is able to keep his integrity intact by telling her that he has taken the mask off, even though he's kind of broken the code. And so he forces himself to take the long way around to go to the spring to get uh, his Mandalorian order status back, which, of course, now brings up the plot conflict for season three, I'm sure or one of the main plot conflicts, which I'm really excited to see. But he's forced to decide, will he be consistent with his model of integrity or will he try to stay a part of the order? He's being pulled by these other 
Mandalorians as well. So what do you think about that as far as is he beholden to them? I mean, they are a bit of a force. I know this is going to come back around. Talking about Bo-Katan? In the third season, yes. Because yeah. they got their momentum now. They got that big ship and they're doing things. But he has the dark saber and but he's kind of a he's kind of stuck in the middle, isn't he? Yeah. And this is where this is the tough part. And I want to take this and relate it now, this kind of conundrum to business, right? It seems in the 2020s, we're in a place of constant change and transformation in the business world. COVID has forced this, all the supply chain issues have forced this, right? You got to change your business models, digitalization. There's been so many changes over a short period of time that the old business model won't survive, right? The business model you've been running since the 80s isn't going to make it. Even the business model you started running in the, you know, in the dot-com boom isn't going to make it. So what does the new business model look like? And as leaders, you know, a lot of us do end up in the business space in one way or another, and we're taking part in this transformation narrative. So my question to you, Derek, is I feel like I'm often found, I'm finding myself in the same spot that Mando is in, where it's like, do I keep with the order? And do we just try to do I just try to stick with the party line here and push forward based on everything that, you know, we've been built upon, not necessarily just the business model, but the values, the, you know, everything else that we the processes, the workflows, the ways of working that we've built upon. And how do I but maybe I'm holding the dark saber. I feel like I'm holding something like the dark saber, too. And I'm like, I have the thing. I have a thing that can really help us to transform here. But I'm not sure how this dark saber fits into the current narrative and how I can lead with integrity, given all of these different variables. It is really challenging whether you're going to I would say this if you're talking about business because that's where we want to go a lot of times as leaders I think it's the conundrum of do I align with the organization the hierarchy this pyramid that I'm in or do I align with this flat network and I, I really do think that's where Din's at too he's got a hierarchy that he could align with the armorer represents that hierarchy there's nobody more consistent in the way than the armor, in my opinion. Uh, there's nobody in the entire show in that, let's just say that capsule of the universe that's consistent with the way, so he can align with the organization or he can align with his slap together lady with the crazy hair and the robots, the network, right? So he got the lady with the crazy hair and the robots over here and she's like, ah, I can help you out, ah! That may be a little crazy. However, she's something unique to him. Like he knows what's in the organization. He knows what is the way. And I think his challenge is to rectify that to the network of people and be the way to his network of amazing, crazy people. You got Boba Fett, who's always just sleeping in the back of the tank and you call him on the phone. Like you can hear the phone ringing underwater. <laughs> Incoming call from, he's like, oh, I got to get out of the back of the tank again. <laughs> Sorry, just too much back of the tank. But I think that's where Mando's at, man. He's trying to have integrity and yet he's stuck between these two worlds. And I think that's where you framed up this uh, this era of transformation. And I say my answer to you, and I think this is the same thing, is to be on the edge of that dark saber. Be right on the edge of both sides. And when you're leading transformation, there has to be an envelope of transformation. You have to be consistent to both sides at the same time. This is for the smallest amount of leaders, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's good. I like what you're saying here. I think this is, this is the way. <laughs> In this, this situation, way. right? It's like you have to both follow the way, 
meaning you have to continue to keep where you came from. But I don't when I say keep where you came from, we mean just I think just keep the critical pieces that keep you intact. Right. The people, yep. the things that make you up, you can't throw away the things that make you up. And, and, and I'm not just saying your lived experiences. I'm saying your ancestors <laughs> and stuff like that. Those things cannot be thrown away. There are pieces that you can throw away. But if you deconstruct and you throw those things away with the, and, and just try to replace them with other things, you will run into a whole slew of other problems. It's like trying to you're you've you've been built like this machine and you're just going to try and take out these original manufacturers parts and just replace them with like just pipes and duct tape and stuff like that. It's like, eh, that'll work for a time, but eventually it this thing needs either like this thing either needs the original manufacturer's parts or it needs a wholly new engineer design solution that's going to replace that. And so you you can only live for so long on the duct tape pulled together thing it's like fennec right fennec has the <laughs> fennec has the cyborg parts in her that are holding her together there it's like well she's got like an actual thing keeping her alive like she had the human parts of her she had those those parts replaced of her yeah. core and it was replaced with something that's probably just as good or better so that's she transformed into a cyborg there i don't know if i'm losing you a little bit on the fennec but i, I felt like i had to pull it in i, I but I, what i want to kind of wrap this thought on is you have to walk the way, meaning you have to keep the things that got you to the point that you're at, whether they're your lived experiences or your your background and your ancestry. And you have to share that with the world, right? Share that with your network. Through that, you put yourself as a magnanimous leader in a unique position to be able to do something different. So I think we're at the mountaintop now. And I would say as we come off of it, I want to say that I had something come to my mind as you were talking, which is you have integrity to your past, right? You want to be a person of high integrity, a leader of high integrity your entire life. That's that really is the magnanimous way. The magnanimous way, you don't leave that behind. We talked before about how your integrity can be a steel cable that grows over time and really can inspire other people's integrity through the entire course of your life. Don't leave that behind and then really think about reskinning over the course but because he got the best guard armor he, he just changed his armor right but he's still the same guy underneath but i want to say is i think it's it's almost like a universe construct here which is there's always a bigger picture to zoom out it just gets gets back to zoom level again which is the order of the mandalorian order is a particular zoom level. Everything is consistent within that. But honestly, once you start extrapolating the Mandalorian order out to the rest of the world, there's only a few things that kind of tip people off. And otherwise, you can be this amazing contribution to what's out there. And I think that's where he gets into his network and he's able to branch out and meet all these different people and still be this leader that can follow the way, right? He can go around saying, this is the way, again, the one thing that I think he gives up is, hey, you want to go eat some lunch down at uh, down at the sub shop? And he's like, well, I'll sit there. <laughs> right. That's about as awkward as it gets with the with the Mandalorian. He's like, you know, I can't eat lunch with you. Right. I could talk to you all I want through my little speaker. <laughs> so, But obviously there are some things you give up, but that's about it. And I think that's what you're saying before about these are the critical things that you may they're non-consequential as far as you have to being keep out there. Yeah. Yeah, you have to keep them. And, and he decided in a moment of wisdom, and we're not going to say that this is even a, that it was a mistake to take his mask off. Maybe he had to, 
right? Yeah. But well, he did. He did have to at one point, right? Because he was he was dying. Um. But it's what is core to what Mando believes and what the Order believes. He still holds on to, and he is he is going to fight for this. And as a result of the core, he's going to fight his way back into the Order. Or that at least that's what we see right now is he'll fight his way back into the Order. And the core thing that I'm seeing here is the Foundlings, the Mandalorians that he aligns himself with, not Bo-Katan. But with the armor and, you know, his sect, his clan, they are all about the foundlings. They are like devout Orthodox Mandalorians, essentially. And they believe that salvation comes through the foundlings. And so Mm -hmm. that's why, you know, most of them are foundlings. They pick up Din as a foundling and Din picks up Grogu. And so he is true to the foundlings above all else, basically saying that this is true. It is what he understands based on his experiences and based on what he has been taught. This is going to be a core model for him. This is going to be something that pervades all of his other models for operations. And that's what we've learned about integrity. Integrity pervades all your other models that you use to operate. And so with lacking a good integrity model, your other models will be inconsistent and will eventually falter. Mando, yeah. we do not see him falter. I don't think that this here, him taking his helmet off is him faltering. Do you, Derek? No, no, I don't think so. Not at all. I mean, he is still consistently that same person. I mean, honestly, at the end of season two, I was like, oh, man, I'm shedding tears because I'm just like, you know, I know how much he loves Grogu. Right. And you actually got to see it. So, yeah, I I think this is fantastic. His know, ability to, to send about. Grogu out. That's a great point. Right. Is he's he's yeah. his consistency. It doesn't lead him to prioritize loyalty over his values. In fact, he is willing to, while loyalty is so important for him to Grogu, to the armor and to his clan, he's willing to distance himself from those people if it fits into the bigger picture. And he does that multiple times. And I just want to end with one thing here because I, I was thinking about this when I was watching it and I'm probably going to be totally wrong because I think that this is, you know, there's some obvious stuff going on, but what if Grogu, the, the, the movie is called The Mandalorian and up until now, we kind of thought that Grogu was going to be a Jedi Mandalorian, which is pretty cool. And like there, there's a space for that in Star Wars lore, the Jedi Mandalorian, or the, you know, obviously considering the Darksaber was created kind of by a Jedi Mandalorian. Now we know that Grogu is probably not going to be a Jedi. But what if the title of the show is also Grogu? The Mandalorian is also Grogu. Hmm. <laughs> I see what you're saying there. I think that's interesting. I mean, well, it does say the I mean, you would think it means a certain thing, but I think that there's always room for a twist. It will be interesting to see how it how it plays out. And, you know, I, I mean, obviously, I'm excited. I'm going to be watching, you know, yada, 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 because I'm a fanboy and that's what that's what we do. I don't know. That's a good thought to end on there for sure. As Well, it, as we it makes sense with integrity to me because it's Din's integrity is pushing forward this agenda of, you know, he his integrity is founded in this truth that. The world will be a better place if we take care of the foundlings. He's not all about like Bo-Katan is and the rise of the Mandalorians and we need to take back our place and stuff like that. No, he's like basically seems to be guided by the world will be a better place if we just take care of the foundlings. And if that is true, then couldn't it be possible that Grogu will be more important than Din? I think it's very possible. I mean, look at Yoda. Yoda served. He was integral across many Star Wars movies in the series. I mean, as you think about that, he was a constant force of his own in the background. And I think Grogu could definitely play that same, you know, that same role. Now I will say this as we close out here, this is my final thought. 
personally. So I think very much why integrity matters. This is this is what I'm taking away from this and why it matters in your career, personal life and why they need to be the same. It's because your life is finite. As magnanimous leaders, our lives are finite. No one has solved this problem magically of making us all turn into transhuman robots or whatever you want to say, whatever pipe dream man's coming up with here. But think about that. I think that drives a lot of the reason why why integrity. That's a question in your mind. Like, why integrity? Because you're not going to get another chance at it. Because this may be your only shot to make this right, right? And there is a consequence for that, the living in a future of which integrity was not chosen. That's great. And that fits perfectly in with with how Din Djarin lives, right? He's he lives with such an integrity. Well, one last example, maybe with Boba there. Boba's like, well, you're going to leave, right? When they're in the like the burnout capital of Mosespa. And Boba's like, well, I guess it's time for you to go. And he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, I have to be consistent. Because if I mm-hmm. ever fail to be consistent, then I don't know what I'll become. Basically says, so even in that very finite moment where he could easily die, you know, we don't expect him to. We know he's going to make a, because there's going to be another season. But in that finite moment where he could die, he has to choose integrity because his exactly because that he might die and his life is finite. And at any moment, you know, things could go horribly wrong. And so he needs to have, again, drawing it back to the foundlings, because he cares so much about the foundlings and the, the kind of the continuation of the narrative beyond himself. He has to live with integrity in every moment because that's the only way he can ensure that integrity will prevail even past him. Yeah, I think that that's really, really good. It goes back to that finiteness of your career, the finiteness of your life in general, right? The finiteness of when your kids are kids. (laughs) They're only kids for so long. You only get these chances and these capsules of time for so long. And you had a quote you were throwing out to me before we actually started recording today. You want to throw that one out now? Like, Sure. Yeah. The armor says persistence without insight will lead to the same outcome. Your body is strong, but your mind is distracted. Right. So this is kind of our model of integrity, persistence without insight. Right. It's like, okay, if you're consistent and you persevere through anything, but you lack the wisdom, then you'll end up with I, I interpret your body being strong here as, okay, you'll have, you know, maybe you'll have armor, maybe you'll have weapons, maybe you'll have physical might, maybe you'll have power and money or whatever, but your mind is distracted. And in this situation, I would interpret your mind being distracted as you don't have the model of integrity that you need. And as a result, all the surrounding models are inconsistent and they're not going to be able to operate properly. Operating in pure brute force pressing forward without thinking of any consequence of what you're doing. But yeah, I, it's great. All right. Well, we've come off the mountain. I'm walking. Yeah, this was a long, here. this was a longer walk here on the way home, but I don't know how, somehow it was a longer walk on the way down from the mountain than it was on the way up. But you know, somehow sometimes we transcend <laughs> reality and that's how it happens here. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you got to walk around a ravine. Sometimes you've got to, this is the nature of terrain, right? It really depends on how the path was made. But this is the or way. What path we decided on. Yeah, this is the yeah, way. <laughs> this is the way. And so this is the way of the Wonder Tour. All right, well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it right there. If you have anything you want to add on this discussion about integrity and really that's this like the finiteness of life, right? 
And why we're driven to have integrity in the first place is because we've realized all these things. Jump in there, hit us up on The Wonder Tour on Twitter. And next time, we're going to be talking The Prestige. And this is a really fascinating story about two magicians. And you, you could look at this on the surface and say, oh, it's, it's competition. It's one-upmanship. Yes, that's one view on it. It could also be a very detailed discussion on integrity and what it needs. And some of the pitfalls, I think, of this acting without integrity and, and many times, right? And so we'll see consequences play out here that are very fascinating. And it's good to study for the Wonder Tour. That's it. We will see you next time. And remember, not all who wonder are lost. <laughs>